0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am super excited for this episode. I think you are really going to love it. But before we talk about today's topic, I want to give you a heads up. Do you remember how earlier in July, when I was talking about Primal Potential's third anniversary, I talked about doing free coaching calls and then airing them as podcasts. Well, I am pulling the trigger on that. I'm going to do a small trial and see how it goes. I'm going to open up 10 spots, first come, first served, in Sunday's VIP email. Okay? So I will send out an email to my VIP email list on Sunday with those initial 10 spots for a free coaching call with me to be anonymously aired on the podcast. You would just follow the link, pick the day and time that works best for you. All you would need to do is fill out a quick survey so I have a little bit more information about you. You need to have or be willing to set up a free Skype account, and you have to have a good internet connection, be in a quiet place at the day and time of our interview with a pair of headphones, and that's it. Super, super simple, and if you want a shot at one of those first 10 spots, make sure you're on the VIP email, and make sure that you open up Sunday's email. If you are not on that free VIP email list, you can get on it very easily on the homepage of primalpotential.com, or if you are in the United States, you can text the word primal, P-R-I-M-A-L, to the number Four four two two two. So that is going to open up on Sunday. I said we'd do it in August. Here it is, the eighth month of 2017 already, and we are going to get that started. Today we are talking about a book. This is another book club episode. The first one was Always Hungry, which was a fantastic book and a great episode that a lot of you guys have loved. Today we're talking about the book Chasing Excellence by Ben. Bergeron. Ben owns one of the best CrossFit boxes. A box is what they call a CrossFit gym. He owns one of the best CrossFit gyms in the country and trains some of the world's most elite athletes. And his book is not about CrossFit. I mean, it is, but it totally isn't. It is about becoming excellent, stepping out of your comfort zone, and leaving your average life to create your best life, and what that takes, and how you can create those characteristics in yourself. I've read it twice. It just came out like less than two weeks ago. And I've also bought 22 more copies, and I'll probably buy more. I will link to it over on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. So if you want to get a copy, which I highly recommend, head over to primalpotential.com, go to the show notes page for this episode, and there will be a link right there. The reason I said it's not about CrossFit, but it is, but it totally isn't, is that the book tells the story of achieving excellence and what it takes and how you do it in your own life through the lens of the CrossFit Games. So there are a lot of stories about workouts and lifting and athlete mindset, but you can easily see through to broader application in your own life in terms of dedication and attitude and a life without excuses. And that's what I want to kind of take you through today. I want to share a few of the parts of the book that moved me and how I think they relate strongly to health, to fat loss, to fitness for the non-competitive athlete, right? And I also want to talk about where and why I think people could let their ego get in the way here and get a little defensive when reading the book, and I want to talk a little bit about that as well. I'm not going to share all of my favorite parts because it would be a three-hour episode and because I think it would be a big spoiler. I strongly recommend this book, and I have no dog in this fight, right? Like, uh, I mean, I didn't write it. Um, So if you are interested in the ideas we talk about today, buy the book, It is probably only the second book in my life I've ever bought more than 10 copies of, so it is a high recommendation from me, and I will link it up in the show notes on primalpotential.com. I took a lot of time when reading the book the first time through to reflect on what certain ideas could mean for me, how I could implement them. That's something that's very important to me when I'm reading a book, not to just read it and be inspired and then have it sit on a shelf. I don't need more good ideas in my head. I don't. And you probably don't either. Like, I don't need more cute quotes and quips. I need to do it. I need to implement. I need to have it change what I do or how I think. And so when I'm going through a book and I think, oh, yeah, that really moves me. I put the book aside and I grab my journal and I say, "Okay, what can this mean in my life? What can I do with this? How do I need to apply this to how I think or how I act? So as we go through this episode, I'll share with you some of the questions I asked myself when reading. And some of the questions were Ben's questions, but some were questions that were prompted by what he wrote that I just kind of came up with myself. So let's do this. Let's talk about this. One of the primary themes that runs throughout the book is Ben's approach to training his athletes. And even though he trains some of the most successful athletes in the world, he does not think that skill and technique or strength or power are the most important aspects of training or areas of focus. He thinks mindset is. Mindset. Attitude mental fortitude. An athlete with a terrible mindset cannot compete with an athlete with a crappy mindset, right? If you've got two great athletes and one has a terrible mindset and the other one has a great mindset, like there's no competition there. Talent alone is not enough. And in the forward of the book, which is written by um, one of his athletes, she, she writes that Ben taught her what to focus on and what to ignore. I thought that was so major, what to focus on and what to ignore. In her case, she had to focus on what was in her control, her effort in her training every day, her nutrition, her recovery, her mindset, right? And what she had to ignore, among other things, was her competition and external factors like bad calls from the judges or unknown events or the weather. This idea of what to focus on And what to ignore is something that all of us should be thinking about. This is one of the places where I stopped to write in my own journal. What do I need to be focusing on and what do I need to ignore? I think most of us get into trouble focusing on the things that we should be ignoring, like what happened yesterday or somebody else's behavior or your past failures Fears of what might come next, what other people are doing or thinking, or what they might be doing or thinking. Also, things we should ignore might include things that don't matter to us as much as other things. For me, recently, this has been television. It is something, very squarely, in the need to ignore category when my goal is to create the best life possible, right? I talked about that, I think, in a previous episode within the last couple of weeks, And what I need to focus on are the things I'm able and willing to do today, what I choose to eat today, how much and when, what I choose to not eat, my attitude, my mental health, my rest and recovery, the effort and intensity I bring to my workouts, my work, my clients and my connections with them, my family and my friends and my connections with them. So I think this is a powerful question to ask yourself. And I challenge you to make it a daily question. What should you focus on, and what should you ignore? What should you focus on, and what should you ignore? Back to that part about how mindset is what he considers kind of the most important and foundational part of how he trains and prepares his athletes. He details a pyramid, right? So like the wider, bigger base at the bottom, tapering up smaller sections towards the top. The base level of that pyramid, the most foundational pyramid for him when he's considering how he coaches, that base level is what he calls person, defined by him as the characteristics of a champion, much of which is mindset, right? Mental fortitude, who you are at your core, the way you think, the way you approach things, who you are. The next of the four levels, so the base one is person. The second one is process, which he says is maximizing the minutes, what you do with your time, how you operate day to day. The third level is ability. And the fourth, the top tier, the smallest section is strategy. And he says that most athletes, and I think we would agree that most people, focus on ability and strategy and largely neglect the person and the process. In the world of nutrition and physique and fat loss, focusing on ability and strategy is like, I'm cutting out sugar, I'm going on a Whole30, without really diving into the person. What is my attitude about myself and my health? What is my perspective on food? How resilient am I? Am I focused? Am I a person who makes excuses? Or refuses to make excuses. Am I a person who finds a way? Or am I a person who is always looking for a way out? Focusing on the process, his second tier, is about making the most of today, which he calls maximizing the minutes. Unfortunately, and the good news is we can all change this, but many people focus on the strategy the big picture and when it overwhelms them or feels like too much they give up. But if they just focused on maximizing the minutes, they'd make they'd feel less overwhelmed. They'd make more progress. Their primary priority after ensuring that they have the right attitude is bringing their best effort today. And I think that is just incredibly powerful. He also talks about grit, something that is seriously lacking in most people who will give up and grab any excuse within striking distance. And by the way, the book Grit by Angela Duckworth is another book worth reading if you recognize that you have some work to do on that bottom level of the pyramid, your mindset, your person, your mental fortitude. Ben describes grit as pushing harder when things feel hard. Versus the alternative, which would be becoming a victim and shrinking back because it's hard. I've referred to this in past episodes about, you know, tension, difficulty being the starting point instead of the finish line. People who have created grit, and I use that word intentionally because it's something we develop in ourselves. It is a skill. It's not just, oh, I was born with it or I wasn't. People who have chosen to build up this grit. Create it. They don't get discouraged when they don't see results. They just work harder. They are relentless and consistent by practice. They create it by choice and practice. By focusing first and foremost on their person, their attitude, their mindset, their mental fortitude. Ben in the book talks about the mantra of his gym, CrossFit New England, the ethos of his gym which is not work hard, right? You think it might be something like push yourself, never give up, but it's not. The ethos in his gym and with his clients is never whine, never complain, never make excuses. And this is one of the places where I stopped to ask myself a question again. In what ways can I live by that today? What do I whine about? What do I complain about? When and where am I making excuses and how can I create a new perspective about those things right now? What about you? What do you whine about? What do you complain about? When and where are you making excuses and how can you create a new perspective right now? How can you stay mindful of this ethos? Never whine, never complain, never make excuses. Another part of the book that I loved, and there are so many of them, I really had a hard time kind of pulling out ones that I wanted to share here because I want to leave a lot of the magic of this book for you to discover on your own. But one of the parts I loved is when he talks about the overload principle. In fitness, working out, the overload principle basically says that you can increase your body's ability or capacity. You can break through to a different level of strength or endurance. You can force that process in your body by pushing past a previous limit, right? This could be with weights used in training or speeds you push yourself to, but you overload your system and forced you force adaptation and breakthrough. This is a very powerful tool outside of the gym as well. In fact, it was really kind of odd and like uncanny as I was putting together my kind of pulling out the sections of the book that I wanted to share with you guys I got a notification from Facebook that one of my master's club clients had posted. And oftentimes if I'm working on a podcast, I won't pop over and check Facebook, but I did. And I'm glad that I did because one of my master's club clients unknowingly at the very time that I was pulling out this this section posted on how she was going to use the overload principle, though she didn't call it that, to create her own growth. And I want to share with you what she wrote in the master's club. And I've removed a couple sentences of it just so that there's no identifying information in it. But she wrote, I wrote the following in my journal this morning after meditating and prior to listening to the link that E.B. sent. I had shared a link with them. She writes, no filters, no veils. Decided to journal after meditation mainly to see if it will help me express myself. Why do I have such difficulty posting to the Master's Club on Facebook? Why do I have fear associated with expressing myself? Random thoughts or excuses. I have always been the listener. At work, I write in APA style, no pronouns, no opinions, always in work mode when I try to write posts. I feel comfortable and safe with this group of people, all striving to be the very best versions of themselves, never settling for mediocrity, and still, I can't post. I considered giving up the master's club because I don't feel like I contribute. All I do is take. I'm a giver in every other area of my life. I'm inspired daily by the posts of others and still remain silent. This group feeds me. I'm going to push myself to break through this, to post something every day, not just for this challenge, but also for the connection and love that I feel for these courageous, inspiring master's club warriors. To force growth, to use the overload principle to break through to the next level, she'll post. And to really force adaptation, right, she would intentionally post things that make her feel the most uncomfortable. So it's not like just going in there and saying, you know, hey, Tuesday was a great day, blah, blah, blah. But instead, really forcing that growth and adaptation is, I, this has been on my mind and this is something that I would normally not share but I'm intentionally going to be vulnerable here. That forces adaptation. We can do this with everything. We can do this with food, right? Let's say that every time we go over to our mother's house and she's made those homemade cookies we love and can't say no to, we can force adaptation. We can force growth by saying no. And not just, oh man, I'd love to, oh gosh, this sucks, but I can't. Saying no without drama or without being a victim, without getting emotional about it. Strong and confident and proud, no. We force adaptation by going into that gym and taking that that class that we've been too self-conscious to take before. We force adaptation by doing the things that scare us or the things we think we cannot do. So this is where I pause to ask myself some questions and I would challenge you to do the same thing. What scares you? What do you talk yourself out of? What limitations have you accepted out of habit or fear or self-consciousness or uncertainty and how can you break them? He devotes a lot of the book to talking about committing to the process, not the results. And I am a huge advocate of this. I talk to my clients all the time about the roots versus the fruit. And if all you care about is the fruit or the outcome, chances are the roots, the very thing that creates the fruit, the roots aren't getting what they need because all you care about is the fruit, right? Plus, we can't control the outcome. We can only control the work we do each day and our effort, our consistency, our process. He says, the process is simple but not easy. Most people don't have the character traits necessary to commit to it. Ouch, right? But it's true. The process to save money or lose weight is simple. Not easy but simple. But if you lack the character traits, the attitude, the consistency, the mental fortitude, You'll make excuse after excuse after excuse and have the desire without the work to back it up. What is the process that will take you where you want to go? And are you willing to focus on executing it today, maximizing the minutes today? What would that look like? And will you do it? I could go on and on and on and on and on about this book, but I won't because I don't want to spoil it for you. I hope you will purchase it. Head over to primalpotential.com. There's a link in the show notes page. There's so much more gold than just a few things I've touched on today. I will say this, though. I can totally see people getting defensive when reading this book and saying, oh, well, you know, I really want to do X, Y, Z, whether that is, well, I I don't want to be a purist. You know, if he talks about how Katrin, one of his athletes, takes her food to a restaurant to be consistent and disciplined with nutrition. I would never do that. I want to enjoy my life. Guys, nobody said you had to do that, right? Don't let your ego get in the way. And here's the other thing. Anytime that you feel yourself getting defensive, you have to ask yourself Why? Right, because if you're totally confident in your decision, you're just like, yeah, that part's not for me. No drama, no defensiveness. But if you get if you get that pushback, that sense of like he touched a nerve with you, or anybody did, you have to kind of look into that. Right? I can totally see people saying, well, I, you know, I need balance in my life, and I don't want to be excellent. We're not necessarily saying that anybody here, or no, we're not. Not only not essentially saying, I'm completely not saying that anybody has to be excellent in terms of their physique or excellent in terms of their nutrition or excellent as an athlete. But chances are there's something in your life where you desire excellence. And so you have to be willing to put in the work to create that, right? Where do you really want excellence? Is it with being a parent? then what is the process that you have to commit to to create that? If you want excellent health, what is the process and what mindset work are you going to need to do to commit to that? Such a powerful book. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, Definitely get a copy. Definitely. If any of this kind of was interesting to you, get yourself a copy. Couple things before we wrap up. Ascend tickets are on sale for those of you who want more, who love the podcast but want to go deeper, that want to really get to your stuff and not just the general stuff, but also for those of you who are like, the podcast motivates me but I'm still not doing it, you need more. Definitely get the information, primalpotential.com forward slash Ascend Boston. You can check out all of the information there. Once you do, if you have questions, let me know. I'm happy to chat with you about it. It is going to be a life-changing weekend. Every day I get more excited about the unbelievable work that we are going to be doing together there. You will be amazed at how much you can change and grow in just two days. Like, I, I am... Giddy about it, and I wish you all could be there. We only have 80 tickets total. So, primalpotential.com forward slash Boston to get more information and to get your tickets. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. One final thing if you follow me on Instagram, for the past couple years, I have been posting under the username at Elizabeth Benton, but I am migrating over, it's about damn time, to at Primal Potential. One word, at Primal Potential. So if you could take a quick second over on Instagram and follow at Primal Potential, that would be awesome because I will soon be posting exclusively on at Primal Potential, not at Elizabeth Benton. So join me over there. If you get the book, I would love to know what you think about it um, because I loved it. I really, really did. And I'm Still reading it now for, well, I haven't quite finished my second time through. I think I have about 10 or 20 more pages for my second time through. So hope you guys have a great day. I'll chat with you soon. I hope you grab those Ascend tickets. I would love to spend a transformational weekend with you this fall in Boston. Talk to you soon. Make it a great day.